Charmed and Bubbly. A very fitting 13. Okay, we're going to recap the Charmed episode from Fear to Eternity, um, which aired in the U.S. on February 10th, 1999. Kind of sad it wasn't actually on the 13th. But anyway, synopsis. The demon of fear emerges after 1,300 years and sets off to kill 13 unmarried witches by midnight, including the Charmed Ones. The sisters must learn to conquer their fears in order to defeat him. Meanwhile, Phoebe has misgivings about her expected duties at her new job, and Piper is frustrated by her superstition about relationships started on Friday the 13th. So hi, Jackie. Where should we go? (laughs) I guess we'll start in the occult bookshop, as Andy refers to it. Yes. Um, Andy. Yeah, so I just have to... The cute little thing, which... I just have to first say is when, which totally was like an aha moment for me, is when Prue says to Phoebe, if they all bring good luck, what's the harm in picking the wrong one? And I'm like, huh, that makes absolute sense. They all do bring good luck. Why? What? Like, I guess whatever one you connect with. But anyway. Yeah. So, but can we also, so we watch this one together, which is my favorite because I get to see your facial expressions. But when, which... The demon of fear appears. Can 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 you share your reaction with our uh, just, our audience here? I just knew it. <laughs> I could. I was just why why up from the sewer as soon as I was like what again? I was like I know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I was like not again. Not again. <laughs> they go unbeknownst to them that the bad guy is behind them. You know, just rising from right? the sewer and. You know, I I hate this demon guy. You yeah. Like everything yeah. about him, like the whole fear thing, and I hate his like energy, and I hate his snideness as he's taking uh-huh. all these people down, and I just I really was disturbed by his whole entire presence. But- he is the demon that you hate, but that means he's so good too. At the same time, he you you hate him. Like I. Did. I hate him in this episode okay so my first thing though right is he walks into the occult shop after he's not allowed in he just like goes into the door and and then you know he scares her so badly and then she's laying there with this expression (laughs) of like terror and her hair is all (laughs) your expression when you saw her awful wig of white hair was classic i was like what (laughs) (laughs) and then fortunately janine's like uh, she was frozen in fear. She was scared <laughs> to death. I had to give you that little aside because you were so confused. You're like, why is she laying there with white hair? I don't understand. It was crazy. And then, so then, okay, then when Andy says she had a heart attack, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, so instantaneously your hair goes white. I got it. No, I don't get it, but I'm going to follow for uh, the sake of the show. It's a stretch. I got it. It was, it's a little bit of a stretch. It was, but... Okay, so I want to talk about all of the witches on the list because when he was like over the the signing list, yes. and he got, I didn't see that he got the Hallowell sisters' name. Okay. I thought he, I thought that was shaded out. See, I what I think in that moment is when he wipes his hand, he collects all the witches from the list ah. and leaves behind the people on the list that are not Gosh. witches. So that's why you don't see their name when yeah. it comes back because he just took the actual. Unmarried, which can I express my really oh. displeasure at the fact that I they know. have to say, <laughs> oh, yes, this is another thing that you know Janine has notes on. 
but <laughs> I get so mad. The fact I'm like, men, men, any men writers in this story? And it's like, really unmarried. Could we just say witches? Does it have to be unmarried? I feel Piper's paid when she's like, really unmarried? <laughs> always, always. Like, why are you picking on me right? all the time? And they're always like the male demons or warlocks yes. that are like, oh, it's so frustrating. Why? I'm like, for the show and for life, I'm like, unmarried. Do you really need Gosh. to have that? Could you just say witches? Can Does you it just have- say smart? Can you yeah. just say smart? Like powerful? How about we replace, I'm going to replace it now with powerful witches, not unmarried. That is my substitution for the script as of now. So funny. Oh my gosh. That's so mad. It was crazy. That part was just, I could tell. I was like, oh, spider senses. My face. <laughs> She's not going to like this. I don't. Every time I watch this, I get really mad at that part. Like, ah, uh, unmarried, stop, stop. So for our listeners, like right after the show, it's like, you know, first reactions. So the show concludes and I look at Janine and I just wanted to say, unmarried much? <laughs> you did. I just you wanted totally to poke the pot and pumped me on that one because you knew it was going to be my biggest issue with this episode. (laughs) This episode had so much going on. Yes, for sure. So I was preparing myself because when Prue said that she had a dream of her mom, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we're going to finally... I had no background on anything with the right. mom's death. True. And I was so excited because I was like, okay, this is a little bit of foreshadowing that mom's going to be a big part of this episode. And I really, yep. really was happy that she was. Yeah. But it was very, like, uh, emotional. <laughs> I felt a little sting in my eyes. How do you not? How do you, you not respond to and that? And I feel like we all have that thing where we've had a dream of someone we've lost. Oh, totally. And, like, having that moment where it's, like, I was saying to you before is that when my grandfather passed away, I really, really wanted... Because you always hear people saying, like, the person who passed away has come to them in some way. So I always really, when he passed away and how close we were, I always wanted that moment. I always wanted him to come to me in some way and it wasn't happening and it wasn't happening. And then it finally did. Like in a dream, he came to me and I actually said to him in the dream, like, you're dead, like you died. And he said, well, no, I'm always going to be here. I'm always going to be with you. I know. So I feel like we all have those moments where someone we love and care about that we've lost has come to us in a moment. And so when she said that dream just always gives me like warm and fuzzies, like sad warm and fuzzies, but also like warm and fuzzies. Did that give you closure or acceptance or did it give you any kind of, I mean, what did that do My dream? Yes. It did. It gave me the closure I needed. Like I still had that one more moment with him and I felt like in that moment he was, I mean, obviously he said it, like I'm always going to be there and I just, I wanted it. I wanted that one more moment somehow and I felt like I wasn't going to feel complete until I had that one more moment. So do you believe that though? Do you believe that, you know, death might be a stopping point for your physical being but like the you know emotional the love the connection the spiritual component do you believe that there's there's that do you have that when somebody passes away i don't think it ever because the thing is it's like okay your body goes away but there's still this other part of you like what happens to that so i partly believe in reincarnation in a way but i believe that i don't believe everybody's reincarnated i believe that like some spirits will continue on but I don't know if it's always immediate like I don't feel like it's like you die and then your spirit goes I feel like some spirits are recycled and some kind of go into the other depending on how many times like what your life is how many times you might have been recycled how many times that so I have this really like 
belief that I've totally made up myself that (laughs) (laughs) it's weirdly based on a movie that I'm trying to think of the name of the movie right now but it was because I had a huge crush on Robert Downey Jr. for a while I still really (gasps) like him oh my gosh Uh, no but I like watched every single movie (laughs) and it was before he was in that heart and souls thank you oh my god you remember the movie and I love that you love that movie but that's the movie where I started having like kind of formed a little bit of because I always kind of believe that there's a reason we have deja vu and I think there's a big reason we have deja vu so I always kind of believed that there was some sort of like souls will get reborn because how else can you explain these moments where you're like I know I've experienced this before so when that movie I saw that movie and it's basically like it was what his wife dies and then gets reborn into someone else. Is that what it is? I'm no. trying to remember. He it's the the bus load of but yeah, people. Oh, the, so he's a little boy and Okay, but, maybe this is a different movie. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna I have to find the name of the movie, but it's basically like it's a reincarnation movie. I don't know if it's the no, same I movie. Think it, we're gonna look at it again. Oh my god. I should probably do some Googling while I'm on this episode. What's basically mo- it like was gets reincarnated but I also have this belief that it's not always immediate and it's not always everybody whether it's there is a movie that he was in after Heart and Souls okay I had to stop thinking about Robert Downey Jr. but (laughs) my gosh total aside yeah so yeah so anyway so I do believe that people I don't because I don't believe it's immediate that people automatically are like okay here we go we're recycling the soul but or like putting reborn your soul but so that's what I believe that people come but I also believe that okay we finally had this connection okay now Maybe then he moved on to another. Because there's, I also feel like there's a reason you connect to some people immediately. Like, I feel like souls have known each other before. So that's, ooh, I've got like goosebumps. Okay, so for me, deja vu bothers me. I get mad when there's, I do. (laughs) Why does that not surprise me that you get mad at I get pissed off. I don't understand it. It's such a hard concept for me to understand. And it's so disturbing, bothersome. So, your explanation of deja vu, I'm just trying to like reconcile. So you think that we have had this kind of experience before, which is our past life coming back to give us a glimpse of our current life. No, I've messed this up. Well, I feel like the soul has had an experience, whether it be the exact experience or a similar experience. So the soul has now been reborn. So in this movie, this Robert Downey movie, is they're supposed to remove all memories of the soul when they get reborn. But they forget to give this soul the shot or whatever they're supposed to do to wipe the memory. So when the soul is reborn... I swear if it's him. He remembers everything from the former life, but it's coming back when he starts meeting. That's what it is. He meets his ex, his former wife. So he dies, gets reborn into another younger body, and then he ends up meeting his oh. ex-wife through his girlfriend. It's I love how my memory works. It's like as I talk, more and more comes back. Ooh, like deja vu. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's what happens. So he passes away. He gets reborn into a younger man. He then meets a girl. They get they fall in love. She brings him to meet her parents, and it ends up that her mom is his wife from the former life. Oh, my god! And so when he meets her, he starts having these flashes of seeing this house before or seeing memories with her before and all this thing. So I feel like <laughs> this movie obviously had a big impact on how no I view kidding. the world. But... 
I feel like that's what deja vu is. Your soul that's been reborn has these memories that, but they're supposed to be not there. Like you get reborn, it's supposed to be not something, you're not going into this life. Like I remember every second of my former life, but there's moments that it creeps out and you're like, why do I feel like I've been there before? Because my former life has had a similar experience, but it's only when things align so much that that's when your brain goes, wait, this is something I've experienced before. That's crazy. Oh, I've got chills. So that's, that's my random belief because I don't, I'm not religious. I've never been to any sort of formalized religion services. Mm -hmm. So I've formed my own beliefs based on various experiences. So that's my belief. I'm intrigued by it. I love it. I do. I do. Because for me, like I said, deja vu creeps me out. I really hate it. I really hate everything. And I I I, hate that feeling. I am so intrigued by it because I want to be like, why have I, why am I getting this feeling? What has something what experience has been in the former life that is making me feel like this right now? That's wild. And it, I think for me, like, I, it just has to be concrete. Like, everything is so linear to me. You know, it it goes, if it can't go into a spreadsheet, <laughs> I was gonna if say. it can't go into a cell, <laughs> right, then it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's weird. Speaking of spreadsheet, did you notice how the demon guy died? I know. I was like, where does this belong on your mm. spreadsheet? Which category? Does it fit with your philosophy so far of how the demons die? Wow. Or disappear or get vanquished. We said warlocks leave residue. Right. And we said that demons don't. does Jeremy leave residue? Is it warlock? I don't know if Jeremy leaves any residue. Residuki. Because he was horrible. (laughs) He might have left the Athame, but I don't remember. Did he? I can't remember. Now I have to go back. I know. I have to go collect data. All right. Well, it's... On the bad souls. I mean, kind of following in your spreadsheet, I feel like. Yeah, I need to do that. I want to make sure that we have a nice graphic at the end of all this. (laughs) So... Just... Just... It's part of the Book of Shadows. My entry to the Book of Shadows. We still need to get the Jackie Stitions going. Jackie Stitions were on high alert. Well, especially because I I knew you were going to relate to a lot of this because the whole Piper... I mean, obviously Phoebe goes to get the good luck charm, but it's Piper that really plays up all the superstitions, whether they be good or bad superstitions. She's super, super playing them up in this. This episode episode was all my sister, Olivia, because when I was visiting her just a couple of weeks ago, she was... She was telling me about how like she she has like this this theory about like we have a job to do and so you your life that's your life's purpose right mm-hmm. and so you will always come back to fulfill that purpose on so if you don't fulfill that purpose in this life you will gain your knowledge you will gain your experience similar to the deja vu mm-hmm. and then come back again right. in order to fulfill it so you have you have all this time in your life to do whatever your job your purpose is to fulfill and you might have to fulfill the same job over multiple times different multiple lives in mm-hmm. order to serve the people around you or to fulfill it fully so when she was telling me that i was like yeah it's kind of like mine it's very different obviously from you know what we were raised to believe but um she she so we were talking about this and we were talking about um, why she doesn't say I love you, Olivia? Uh, she won't. She's a prude. She is so. Does she not have a reason feeling. for not saying it, or is she just? It's not her thing. She just doesn't like the feels. She doesn't okay. like feels. Oh yeah, she's also the one that like pushes you over when you try to hug her. And too. I tried so many times. Did you get on? Were you on the floor? <laughs> uh, she, I was. I've gotten stronger and no. I've gotten faster. So I know when she starts looking at me like 
back off. Get her on her weak like, zone. Just go for me. it. I was like, what's that? What's that thing? The the whatever float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Uh-huh. I was like, come on, Oles. come on, come on, I bring love it. That this is all about hugs. <laughs> like you're just like, I'm getting you. I just wanted a hug. I would tell her I love her all the time. She's like, oh my gosh, stop it! Like with all these feelings, I'm like, I'll just keep saying it. I missed her so much. It was crazy. Anyway. To the point of forgiveness of the shoes. I'll say that. Okay. I, wow. Closure you, happened. Wow. Closure. It's because I took her socks. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not planning on giving them back. Like Never. She gave back the, she gave back the shoes. They were I the believe. cutest socks. She's like a big sock collector. Uh, do you have a collection of something? Yes, I do. <laughs> well, I do. I don't know if I have like an item collection. But I have collections of various things. So usually of my like favorites, I'll collect little things. Like I have every single, I'll say I have every single playbill and ticket of every single Broadway show I've seen. I've seen that. I've seen your your beautiful repertoire of yeah, things. Yeah, but I have in the drawer. So, But I also have my mom, because Mamma Mia, like I've seen it 300 and something times. So I have every single ticket in a little stack. Oh my gosh. But then I also have another stack of all the other and I'm really sad that they're starting to go electronic so any theater that's like you can do will call I will because I want the actual physical ticket (laughs) for my collection luckily playbills are still like hard copies that they give out so that I have every single playbill of every show I've seen the only thing I'll give up is because we all know I like I'll see anything multiple times if I like it (laughs) so if I've seen the same show and it has the exact same cast in it I will only keep one of them so but if the cast changes and it's a show I've seen multiple times I will also keep that playbill your attention to detail I love detail (laughs) I love I was talking to a friend and she said that her memory is very like she'll remember feelings or she'll remember like sense or she'll remember She's like, I don't have your memory. She's like, you remember actual details? And I was like, yeah, if there's something I want to remember, I will file those little details. I feel like I have all these like folders in my brain that are like this person's memories or this place memories. And I will file those details in that folder in my brain. Yeah, your calling is to be a private eye. Maybe it is. Really? I love, I I would be good at that. Really? Because I love... I don't know if I'm great at like solving the mystery. I mean, it depends. I do enjoy it, but I don't know if I'm always the one that's going to be like, yes, this is happening. But I'd be the one like they could send out to gather all the details. Like Sherlock Holmes, which brings us back to Robert Downey Jr. Uh, it all connects. <laughs> it all connects at some point. Well, she has a magnificent repertoire of socks and I hijacked some really good ones. And so I love... What do I, they look like? They, so Are we allowed like, to... Is she gonna, does she know the ones you took? I don't care. I've got them now. I was <laughs> going to say, if you're saying that, she's going to be like, she'll know exactly well, the ones you took. She'll send my mother over to the house to hijack my laundry. I know how these people I know. Work. That's why I'm like, do you actually want to share this right now? Because she might take them back. Maybe she'll come back and I'll get a hug. Oh, maybe she'll come here. Maybe that's the plan. <laughs> you're just going to get a visit from your sister if you keep your socks. I'll hide underneath the bed. <laughs> <laughs> hug. I have a takedown. Now I have this mental image of you like crouching under the bed, and then Olivia walks into the room. You're like, ha Here I come for the hug. Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. She's gonna listen. She's gonna listen. Totally. And now she'll totally. know your hiding spot. She's gonna be looking at a new bed when you're together. She'll be like, Is Jackie hiding under this bed? I, well, <laughs> I'll never. Maybe I'll go into the closet. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we've talked about so many things. I don't know where I should start now. Like um, let's deja go. vu. Super. I feel super, like superstitions. Oh, superstition. Just because it's i mean there's so many that come up i mean there's the latter which 
I think it's funny that Piper's like, humor me, let's not go under the ladder. And the minute where Prue walks away and she's like refusing to say I love you, but she walks directly under the ladder. There's the salt where... I have to laugh when Prue spills the salt in Piper and then the guy, the waiter like runs into her and spills things yep, on her yep. and Piper's like, should have put the salt over your shoulder. I was I like, ah. The black cat. It was a girl in a costume. A girl in a costume. <laughs> she was not taking any chances. I know. She's like, could you walk behind me? <laughs> it's not even a black cat. It's a girl in a cat costume. That was so funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Have you ever gone to such an extreme with superstition before? I don't think I'm super, super, that's fun to say, super superstitious, (laughs) but there's moments in my life where if I, like, something, I want something to win, or there's some bet I've placed, or I will be like, well, last time I won something, I did it this way, so this time I'm going to do the exact same way, Ah. but I don't think I... You like to replicate luck. Yes. I feel like replicating patterns. Sometimes I'll think if I replicate patterns, it'll bring me the same outcome as it did prior. But Mm. I don't know if I'm like a lucky penny or lucky that I don't know if I've ever really been that person. And I've always really hated the rabbit feet. Remember when the rabbit oh, feet were the thing? Me and they dye them colors. I'm like, why are you care why are you carrying a rabbit's foot? <laughs> I just gross. And I, I awful and wrong. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe you can manifest luck. You don't either. believe you can manifest luck? Nope. Ever? I don't believe in luck at all. I don't no? because really? I, you don't none. believe in luck at all. None. If I did I believe in luck. Okay, the bears would pull through a little better than they've but started. But I believe I do season. believe some humans have better luck than other humans. I see I don't believe that. I don't believe in luck at what all. What do you okay, at so all. if I feel like some people in the world just get awful things continually happen to them. <gasps> like it's just like and I've said this with my friend Brittany, we'll talk about this thing, like there's some people in the world I feel like just get beat down, beat down again and again and again, where other people can fly through life and just, and they'll have similar experiences. Like, I feel like some people could be in this similar situation where a car runs a run light and one person will just escape it. And then I feel like someone else will always be the person that gets hit. I don't know. Do you have a way to explain that? Or you don't feel that's even a thing? That's not luck. To me... What is that? I, to me, everything is... I know people are going to be like, oh, gosh, Jackie, here <laughs> she goes. But you have a lot of... For beliefs. me, for me, I feel like there is no chance. There is no luck. It's it's part of the lesson that has to be learned. It's part of the life experience. It shapes you some way. And so there are real tragedies in this world. And people somehow withstand them. And I believe that it evokes a survivor in you. It evokes a different level of knowledge. You you become some resource in some way to somebody in some lifetime for your strength, for your ability to sustain that kind of misfortune, right? On the other hand, people that have all this, what you would say, luck, you know, it's to me, everything is already kind of written, right? So this life that they have where everything kind of just goes their way, there's a lesson to be had about that. Like there's maybe a hope that you can continue on, you work towards, you hope for, you believe in. And if they're so fortunate to have it, I feel like it's their life purpose, their lesson to share that. So I don't think we hoard luck. I think if there is such a thing called luck, we give luck um, in different ways. And if you have misfortune, I think it's because of the fact that you are strong in a certain way or chosen in a certain way to carry that kind of burden in order to give back that strength. So 
for me, I mean, I live like in a Disney movie, right? Even the bad thing <laughs> is in service to the better of the people around you. So maybe or in not the, world. the better of the person in the moment, no. but it's to better something in their life or someone else in their life is what you see it. But being. there's yeah, there's something inside of, of a person, right? That can there's something that makes you capable of shouldering these kinds of things. Okay, well, you said one other thing that I have to pull out of what you said, but okay. you said that everything's already written. So you believe that 100% your life is already written and nothing, no decisions you make can change? Or do you think it's written based on, like, these are four paths of the decisions she can oh, make? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> so <clears throat> my dad, everybody knows my relationship with my dad, but he... He and I have spoken about where his life has gone and the decisions he made and stuff like that. You know, he, I asked him about like the, how much of this was choice? How much of this was free will? How much do you take responsibility for? You Mm -hmm. know, he says that he takes responsibility for all of it. However, he feels like the ultimate path of your life is written. And he says like, it's, I mean, he literally told me it's written on your forehead at birth. So it's like a wow. Middle Eastern kind of superstition, right? So, you know, my father's Egyptian and for, for him, it's literally written at birth. You know, they say it's like an angel that writes your life on your forehead. And so it can't be changed. So the overall direction of your life Yes, you can make small decisions here or there, but it's not going to change where you wind up. I don't know how much I believe in all of that, but when I talked to him, I could see that he really, truly believes that. So, yes, you know, he big, big uh, picture life was that he was going to be a father and he was going to have children and he was going to do whatever he did. Yeah, he messed up big time. But you know, through the long haul, he's doing what he was supposed to do. He huh. created these four lives and you know, he's continued to impact other lives in the way that his life has gone based on whatever small choices he's made. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I have a hard time with it because on the one hand, you know, I I sit there and I think, well, you know, I'm a science kind of girl, right? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, Mm. right? So what you put out there, you give, you get. So um, maybe I lean towards karma. I don't know. But I think the generally speaking, like all of these different influences, even cool Robert Downey Jr. movies <laughs> give us give us the insight you know, to think to postulate possibilities and considerations. So to yeah. go to superstition, right? You know, we have some like cultural superstitions, like you don't snap your fingers at night. What does that do? It brings the devil. <laughs> Is that really what it is? It brings the devil, right? I have no idea what to do. And you don't, like, you know that that rolling of, like, your wrists where, like, you go, like, like, I don't do it. Like the wheels on the bus? Yeah. Like, I never did that in school because... You never, you can't do it at all. Like, not yeah. any time of day. What does I, that do? you see do? how it calls the devil? I don't know. Is like, the devil showing up right now? You did it? Like, everything that you do That's wrong. Totally the wheels on the bus. The I wheels on the bus go do, I can't do it. Movement. I won't. Did you see how, like, hard it was? For me? Like, I, I broke I it. I saw that. I can't. Like, I've been super conditioned. I don't know. What happens if we call it the devil? Like, I don't know. Something... And I feel like I went to like, I went to this like daycare when I was a kid that was like run by Croatian nuns. And I feel like they too also. So told... there is no wheels on the bus at that. We never <laughs> wheels on the bus. No, no. But like, I, so all these different influences either really added <laughs> to, to my perspective or really messed me up. So it's interesting, like. 
to have superstitions, but not also believe in luck. Because in my head, superstitions are very tied to luck, but in your head, they're not. They're mm. all like tied to bringing the devil. <laughs> it's like custom. Like you just don't want to do that. For I guess maybe you know you just don't want to. I guess that energy comment in the episode, you mm-hmm. know, where it talks about like the thirteenth and the thirteenth and all like the energy. He was like their demon was perpetuated by negative energy. Yeah, I really believe that. Like if you. If you put negativity out there, you bring it back. So that's the one. Is that karma? Did uh, I just repeat myself? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, maybe. But it's kind of long line. Wait, it goes along the lines. There we go. With um, like manifesting, right? Like you figure if you're always manifest, like if you're always thinking the negative, if you're always, or the secret, all those kind of things yeah. that say where your mind is, is what you're going to attract. So if you're always going to think of the, you're going to attract the negative. And if you're always like... I'm going to think of the possibilities. I'm going to go into gratitude. I'm going to go in this. You're going to attract more happy things to come your way as well. well. They did that with the Friday the 13th with Piper's statistics. I'm like, all these bad things happen right? on the Friday well, the 13th. Well, that was the thing I found really interesting that Prue is like, more bad things happen on Friday the 13th because more people believe bad things can happen on Friday the 13th. So that aligns with that. Yeah. Whereas where your mind is and what you're, the energy you're bringing towards yourself is what you're going to feel. So I know that's the thing. Like, is it that's the reason more bad things happen or is it actually a thing on Friday the 13th? How but that if you're not up. believing in luck, then you cannot believe that Friday the 13th is unlucky. No, I don't. So do you have any feelings to Friday the 13th? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really think I do either, but actually I just now think of this episode <laughs> when no, I think I of Friday the 13th. I don't think like numbers hold value except for the value so of the number. So you don't have lucky numbers? You don't have any numbers no. that you consider I lucky? Like, I like the number three. Me too. I love the number three. <laughs> But, um, you know, I feel like one is lonely, two, you don't have enough perspective. <laughs> it's I too like balanced. that you, like, <laughs> an- analyze the numbers and it has nothing to do with luck. I always, my, so I have luck, I do have lucky things. Like, I feel like 33 is my lucky number. Um, and that was prior to even discovering Charmed, which was funny that it, hmm. like, I feel like the threes keep coming back to me in various ways. Because before it was... This is my silly story of why 33 is a lucky number for me. But it was um, Rosie O'Donnell show in New York, and it was so hard to get into that, especially one, get a ticket, but also get in by standby. Super, super difficult. Uh, Mama Mia was my favorite show, still is, but they were going to be on her show. And I stayed overnight, like I was supposed to be back in college, but I'm like, I'm just going to stay the night and see if I can get in. <laughs> So we got, and I picked the number 33. I mean, that is not a good number to pick, right? When you're trying to get into something. But <laughs> it was also during the time where there was an anthrax scare in New York because it was oh right after gosh. 9-11. Yes. And we were the last people to get in. So after that, 33, I always felt, I mean, it felt like all the stars aligned for the number 33. So the number 33 became super, super special. And then it became, so then it became charmed with the number three. And then it became, so my best friend, Brittany. And so we, another one that I immediately connected with her. Um, and also I met her at a charm like convention, but her favorite number is also 33. And I just felt like how weird that all this, and just aligned so 33 just is lucky so anytime i see a bunch of threes i always just like think there's some message here there's some things gonna come from this message 
I feel like prime numbers got a bad rap, and that kind of pushed me also. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because if everything is, you know, by two, then you know, so you need that third thing to just make you. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I like the oddity of three. I really do. I do too. So three is good. Three. We're getting close to our three. So you, at the end of the episode, you were very bothered, but nothing was resolved with Andy. Nothing. Because <laughs> you were like, wait, she's the main suspect. And really, when he walks in that shower, that, that scene, the whole scene of Prue feeling like she's going to drown in the shower. <gasps> and then... That messed me up. That is just... That was scary. First off, this guy, you're naked in a shower and this random man is in your bathroom. What? I wouldn't mind that so much. <laughs> that guy? No. Would you mind no, that, that guy? No, that guy. No one wants that guy in like, scary mom turn off the radio he just has like a scary like he plays that part so well like that actor is perfect in that part but you're just like the minute he shows up you're just like i'm already scared like i feel fear seeing him but can you imagine that guy showing up you're naked in the shower now he's turning one like your big one of your biggest fears which we both said we don't believe that's her biggest fear we'll get to that in a minute but you're now drowning this guy is here like terrifying and then she screams and Andy which of course Andy's always thrown back into her life mm-hmm. um he then finds her there and he's the reason she is saved Andy's the again she makes it again, again. exactly <laughs> and then she's just standing there and she uh Shannon plays the part of fear like the fear on her face is so, so great good. in that scene yeah. and like she plays that scene so well but Again, Andy's back, but you were so bothered, but there was no resolved with Andy in that part. That drove me crazy, because, like, she was prime suspect, and then it's like, okay, episode's over. I'm like, what happened? That's not fair. But I think, first of all, like, I am terrified of the idea of drowning. I can't swim at all. Which I, is funny, that yeah, another Prue alignment know, in your it's life. crazy. I can't swim. And so that idea and that, like, paralyzing fear of, like, mm-hmm. a large body of water or any body of water where you just can't... I mean, you're power... The, the whole, like, sound of, like, even moving water, if it gets to a certain volume where I feel like it's very strong water... Like the gushing. Like, I can't do that. Like, we've been to waterfalls before, and when I hear the crashing of the water, I get so tense, and I get so fearful, and I get a little trembly, too, because mm. it really does scare me. Right. Um, so I have no life skills. <laughs> You're going to be frozen in fear. It's You're going to have a little, like, little white streak, which it's weird that her white streak goes away, but, like... When I... she was in there and you could see, like, the water coming up, like, that kind of messed with me. And then when he heard her scream and he was coming upstairs and, like, you know, she was just in terror. Oh, I just, I could feel, like, that energy of, like, oh, my God, she's, like... I know she was not going to die in there, but just that paralyzing fear in that moment, I thought my hair might have gone white. I was like, oh, my God. No, you did not end up with a bad white wig in that I've got purple but highlights. I, so. I know, just the purples there. You're all purple today. All the purple. It was crazy. But then, you know, what made me upset about... um that exchange with with Prue and Andy, he's such a gentleman. He goes and he steps out. But I think at that moment, she could have said something like, yeah. like there was somebody Well, here. but also Daryl, like his partner's there. Yeah, so I don't, true. I don't, and he, you can tell in this spot in the series that he's not accepting anything. He would not be accepting of anything. Like he doesn't believe it. Andy's definitely of the belief that like, 
these things could be possibly happening. And he, he think you could tell he has open mind to things. Like Obviously from dirty. the Wendigo, the Wendigo was a big moment where you could see that like, he really believed that a creature could be out there and not just a human, that it could be something beyond humanity. But I don't think Daryl's at that part. No. <laughs> I don't think he would no. be there. No. So in that scene, she couldn't, she's not going to say in front of him. Like know. if it was just Andy by herself, I feel that scene would have been a lot different. It was weird. So she's like, I got soap in my eye. I know. I was like, <laughs> she covers the other part really well, like why she was there. She she does a very good lie of why she was in the apartment of the girl that the girl that had just died. Like she covers that well, but the soap in my eye, I'm like, it's really the best. I mean, granted, I don't know what I would have said in that moment either, but that was a really. But if that was luck, thing. she doesn't have it because no matter where she goes, somebody's dying. Like it proves it. Know, <laughs> Oh my Pru- goodness. Prue's like an omen, a bad omen. That's why she shows up. We can't sit there and say that I'm like Prue anymore because people aren't going to let me come over. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't come over. All right, do not believe that she's going to make you die. Which, oh, that's a bad thing. But the say. one thing is, <laughs> I, is say that I have to say that in the pool, when she was visited by her mom and she held her mom's oh, hand and told her like to get up out of the water. So when, emotional. Oh my God, that, that defiance in the pool when she looked at the demon guy and after she had like held her yes. mom's hand. Yes, I was like, all the oh, I got so much chills after that. I was like, oh, I'm going to call mom. I'm going to call my you mom. Did. She actually said that out loud. <laughs> I want to call my mom. The transition Prue makes between being very afraid to tell people she loves and open her heart because of the loss she had yeah. and the fear. And as we said, we don't feel drowning's her biggest fear. We feel losing and like Phoebe's biggest fear. Yes. Maybe, I mean, losing someone she cares about that much again. And that's why she's been afraid to tell anyone she loves them. We both agree that we yes. think that's her biggest fear and not drowning um which, which i guess is the reason why she survived it because the person that she lost got her through this part that it's not her biggest fear it's a fear with that i expect a phone call from you olivia to say <laughs> i love you jackie uh alexi same thing john um feel free to jump on that bandwagon i'm waiting <laughs> and i'm gonna call you mom <laughs> I have She's to call mom. definitely going to call. That was the first thing. But yeah, I love the transition of Prue from afraid to let love in to then getting out of the pool. She was Taking down the demon, like full on taking down that demon. And then telling her sisters that she, both of her sisters that she loved them. Aww. And then the scene in the rocking chair upstairs when she sees yeah. her mom's writing at the bottoms. Thank you for opening your heart to them is Ooh. the sweetest, sweetest. Like it just warm and fuzzies, complete warm and fuzzies See, in that moment. It was so beautiful. So yeah, this episode, I think this is one of uh, great episodes of season one i think it it's it's very well done i think we talked about everything under the sun and i don't know if we fully covered this might the episode. end up being one of our longest episodes because there's so much to cover in this episode and like, andy was hardly in it damn it but he was good in the parts yeah. in that he was in he was. definitely was good and i think all the girls were really good the one thing i have to say about piper is um, that Mr. Wright, he wasn't really he, Mr. Wright. When she was like, I might have lost the best guy. I was like, really not. Because if I he doesn't, I, I I get annoyed again. This is another Janine <laughs> hot button. But if somebody cannot accept your beliefs, that's yeah. not a good, that, that means they're not, whether they're a good person for someone else, but 
if your person you're going to be with needs to accept your deepest beliefs. And so not a good, not a good guy. I thought he was totally pompous. He's I like, think he I love kids too. and I love home and heart and I want children. And so he's looking at her like, you know, do you have childbearing hips? That's kind of oh! what my next assumption was. He's looking at her for like, can you give me babies? <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like, you know, completely off the table because right. of you know, just one conversation yeah, where one... she was just like, oh, it's a creepy day. And you that's know? the thing. It's not even like, I don't think that's Piper's biggest presenting quality. It's no. the day of the day that it is. It's not like that's Piper in general, but he just judged her really quickly. Exactly. On one. A... So I don't like judgy. I don't, I'm me being the most opposite of judgy in the, probably the world that I hate judgy. Judgy yeah. is one of my least favorite qualities in a person. Well, I had to clap back. I was like, oh, I hate your bleach blonde hair. Ah! Dude. <laughs> it was so surfer. He is. He's just like, I didn't yeah. think you wanted to go out with me because you see him. This like, he just sees himself as the biggest catch and that exactly. everybody should just want him exactly how he is. Pompous. So I'm not a fan. Not a fan of him. And she definitely he, didn't lose a good guy there. No, and he threw back, you remind me of my ex-girlfriend. What is up with that? Like, I, I hate, know. that is annoying. They that can, is not a compliment. I feel, like, I feel bad for Piper. Like, stop saying that to her. It's annoying. Like, she doesn't have any kind of originality. Right? They're just telling her that she's not original and that's what they keep telling her i'm not oh a fan not a fan and like you're a carbon copy of everything that's gone wrong in my life right that too oh my that's gosh thing. i've definitely heard that in my life and i don't like it oh don't tell me that don't tell well, me well more being judged for something they think i'm gonna do because based on a prior relationship i don't like it that is a damaged person projecting yeah we can talk all about yeah. that off mic but wow oh <laughs> don't hit me with the hot button like that at the Sorry, end of the we're show we're trying to end the episode and i just we'll talk about that offline and my nose flared i'll do it offline oh if i only had sleeves on they'd go back mm-hmm. i'm just mad now oh my goodness uh, I just have to bring up one other thing, and then we need to go. Um, but also Phoebe saying, I can't be your assistant to compromise my own beliefs. Like, I can't be your wife's assistant because it compromises my own. When he's like, don't quit it on account of me, yep. she's like, no. I thought that... I love Phoebe's very strong moments where she just is like, this, I cannot compromise. And I love the fact that Phoebe is always very strong to her own beliefs, and she will align everything she does based on that. I see that in you. That's where... The Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's where and I said, like, I'm always a combo. I always feel I'm a combo of um, Phoebe and Piper. Like, little bits of each, but that's definitely something I really connect to in Phoebe. I could totally see that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm still team pro. <laughs> <laughs> Love you a bit. still team pro. Except that she, you, she's allowed to come visit. <laughs> right. Just remind everybody that Jackie's safe, I swear. And I do say I love you to everybody. Like, I'm the creepy, warm, fuzzy person. Let's hug. Let's hug it out. All right. Well, I think we've gone all over and back with this episode. We could still say a ton more, but I, uh, season one gets, this is the part that season one really gets really good for me. Obviously season um, episode four, um, dead man dating is always going to be one of the best, Mm -hmm. but this is where season one, I feel really picks up for me. So I'm, I'm excited for you to see as, as it goes. And yet, still, Leo, not in this episode. I just want you to know that I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Leo, what happened, we'll Leo? You. We'll see Leo. We'll see Leo. <laughs> what happened? You Where vanished you? and, like, you're, you're gone. You're supposed to be protect. That's my thing, too. I'm like, you're supposed to be protecting <laughs> them. This is, like, a really scary demon. And he's like, eh, I'm just here. She can fine. handle it. She's, they're fine. <laughs> She's got sage. Pr- Prue will take... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, Piper in the sage. Oh, That's that would funny. be that would be me. Just like I unset up the alarm. <laughs> and she Just drops the it off. in the broth. Or whatever I know, that. and it burns your fingers. And oh, like, don't so put it hilarious. in the boiling water. Oh, so poor funny. Piper. Oh, now we digress again. Poor Piper. All right, I'm just gonna end the episode with poor Piper. Poor Piper. Poor Piper. All right, well, till next time, which will be episode 14. Can't believe it. I know, flying right along here. All right, well, thanks for listening, and we will hear, see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Wait, the podcast is on the Anchor app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as Charmed and Bubbly. Like, subscribe, and rate. Follow, like, and comment on our social media on Instagram as at charmedandbubblypod and our Twitter at charmed underscore bubbly. We know that Charmed has a huge fan base, so we would love all of you to share your thoughts and comments on our social media. Use it as your own forum to connect to fellow fans and tell us how these episodes affected you then and now.